Hello and welcome to Wrestle Opinionated. This is our weekly show all about the shows of AEW. We are your hosts. I am Morg and this is... Four Hours of Sleep, Matt Strange. And this is... Baron to go Muir. Trying to be positive, come on! Come on, boys! <laughs> you can tell which, which of us didn't have to watch Dark. Watch Dark? Uh, you finished watching Dark. I finished watching it ten minutes before the show started. So did I, and I watched all of it this morning after yeah, staying up too. all night building my shark mountain. Anyway, uh, what have you guys been up to? Strange building, building a shark, a shark mountain. mountain. <laughs> uh, Ruth well, that's the... something. Who's got the forest, grim, survival, cannibal game, and doing rude things, obviously, with her ADHD and shit. She's not particularly good at actually like, dedicating to build her things. There's loads of half-built things that she'd go exploring. I, in four days, built a manor on a hill with 12-foot walls and shark heads mounted with a body, a pile of, like, 15 deep of bodies. Um, so, yeah, that's what I've been up to, uh, eating cannibals. Does this game come on the strange recommended games? Um, I'm enjoying it thus far. It's a bit like Subnautica, except with more baddies, but you don't need to go up for air. So, <laughs> more of a solid review next week, shall we say? I've only played about four or five hours of it. Built a keep. I've <laughs> learned from Ruth. At the moment, on my Crusader Kings game. He's, he's hardcore nerding with the strat. What game are you on, Morgan? Our computer oh, games I, I, I'm not allowed to admit, because you said you'd kill anyone who admitted they were playing Fallout 4. <laughs> Oh, it's so bad. It's okay, no, you've modded it. Yeah, my Fallout 4 is, is is not Fallout 4. My, if it's a Bethesda game, it is um, 30 minutes to download the game and then three days of modding. That's how you Bethesda see, games mod. work. I fear mods. Fear so mods. I've installed mods on games for you now. Yeah, you've persuaded me to get some for Total War so it doesn't take seven hours to play. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, moving on from our usual opening of what games we've been playing, this might be the first time you've listened to our podcast, and as such, you would need to know that how we review the shows and the matches, we have a tier list which gives us a general result for BT on a whole, Dark on a whole, Dynamite on a whole, and the individual matches of Dynamite. Mr. Strange will now explain that tier list to you in some form or another. Oh, no, you added the flare on and I haven't because I've been reading the LT rules all morning. So, <laughs> completely normal, boring tier list today. <laughs> oh, you should have done it with LT rules changes. <laughs> I haven't read them that deep. Yeah. All I know is I haven't made my mass fear a chant, which means nothing to your average wrestling fan. Hi, listeners one through eight, you understand. Right, okay, tier list is how we rank our matches. You'll pro- you might know it from computer games, from uh, Japanese things. The internet. Can <laughs> yep, lie. Come on, get this together. Uh, it's actually from the Japanese school system, and uh, it builds up in alphabetical code. So we start with our lowest ranking match. A D match is a shitty match. It's a match you don't care about. Maybe the wrestling's bad. Maybe you just don't give a shit. There's no story. Um, that's our lowest rank, D, unless we're being facetious. Then we move up to a C rank match. This is what we want from our average match. That means it should be good. The wrestling should be solid, if not amazing. There should be enough storyline going in and out that I actually want to watch it. But this can tilt either way. You know, really good wrestling, no story. Really good story, wrestling's meh. C-rank match. 
a B-rank match takes something to the next level. It should have both of those aspects done well, good wrestling and good story, but maybe the story is just really good, or the wrestling is just really good, or both of it are just above an average match. Your eyes are on the screen for most of the time. An A-rank match is hopefully, normally, a match of the night. Uh, often match of the month, sadly, in wrestling world. But an A-rank match needs the package. It needs great wrestling. It needs great story. You don't want to look away other than to text your mate saying, fuck me, that was wicked. You send gifts of it. It stands out and you go, yes, that match was great. It's an A. You care about it. And our top ranked here is the S match. Superb or Sugoi from the Japanese school system or when you got your top tier rank in Resident Evil for completing a level. S rank matches are those things of, I won't say legend, but rarity. They'd what we'd like to be a match of the month, but they tend to pop up every few months at big pay-per-views. You've got great story. You give a shit going in and out, and the story is told in the ring. The wrestling is phenomenal. You've got cool spots, but it's not clumsy. It's got everything you need from Hell in a Cell, Undertaker Mankind, to Penta versus the Black Lotus Triad. Every fucking episode, mate, you watch me. Um, <laughs> to, I mean, um, it's acceptable. You know, it has one of the best Mexican wrestlers and three of the best Japanese wrestlers. So, you know, it's one of the world's best matches. To the Bucks versus Kenny and Hangman to Naito and the Double Gold Dash. That's an s rank match, something that will fucking stand out in the wrestling itself, not just the company. And it's our top rank. There you go, boys. There's uh, the less exciting tier list, but I put a bit more spunk on my selling of it. <laughs> Excellent. So moving on, uh, now it's time for our weekly roundup of any news. And I believe we've got one bit of news. We have a single bit of news. Ruth's best friend will be back uh, on AEW soon. Uh, <laughs> Shanna has uh, been, it will be on dark next week from what I understand from Twitter. Um, so, yeah, Shanna, the uh, Portugal's perfect athlete, will return to hopefully bring some much-needed life to the women's division after she's won 72 squash matches on dark to make her relevant again. Thank we God. like Shanna. She's very good. She seems lovely from interactions I've seen with her. And she dresses in a Goku costume, which pleases me. Why hasn't Ruth played Monster Hunter World with her? <laughs> Ruth didn't want to play Monster Hunter. She was drunk and trying to trick me into playing Monster Hunter World with Shanna whilst pretending to be Ruth. <laughs> like story. <laughs> <laughs> she says she plays Monster Hunter. What should I say? Tell her you're interested, but you've never played it. Oh, I've told her I really like it too. Don't tell her that. For that? <laughs> <laughs> the Dark Souls style game. Oh, so how do you play it? It's, uh, oh, no. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. My Let's hope Shanna never listens to this podcast. We'll be fine. <laughs> so this is one random episode in, like, how long have we been going? Man, move on. <laughs> move on, go. <laughs> oh, on. shit, it's come to me again. 37 <laughs> episodes. Um, so, well, more than that if you include pay-per-views. So, yes, now it's time for our social media of the week. Um, have you managed to find anything interesting this week, Mr. Strange? Shanna is coming back to AEW. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Sadly, uh, wrestling seems to have slowed down. I mean, I'm aware American politics is on fire and things are just sort of getting started back over there. Uh, Chucky e. T has a uh, 
Twitch channel now, which might be one I watched. Um, one of our regular viewers, Dirk Runfast, uh, has recommended Evil Uno's Twitch channel. So that's quite exciting. Apparently, he it does ruin any of like persona of him as a heel, though. Oh yeah, he's a lovely Otherwise, man. <laughs> it's the, the same one, problem uh, that Miro of... has. Yeah, and lots of pictures of Jade Cargill with she could kick shit out of me, and and I'd love it and stuff like that on the internet. Uh, that's that's about as exciting as social media has been, I'm afraid. <laughs> Sounds fair enough. So moving on, it's that time uh, where we review the week's shows in AEW and we kick off, as always, with BTE or Being the Elite. What did you guys think of the show this week? Mr. Muir, over to you. Okay, so BTE started with OC and Statlander doing the finger boop. Yes, it's back! I hope she stays. I hope she comes back, but she's not back till like July because we know she's injured. Sadly, it's a woman. It's a woman for the best friend, sir. Stable to go with the captain as well. Yeah. Uh, so they're everything. I've missed Statlander, and I've missed her. I miss Statlander a lot. She's everything I want in her. She has a character. Yeah, she has a character, and she does some great moves. That's all I want. <laughs> Can we just have more wrestlers like that? Anyway, then we go to the young bucks going on about their book. Which is fair enough. Yeah. Then we had the Lever and Kip segment, which I enjoyed this time because Kip made the comment of saying, oh, I've got one of those new fancy controllers that just flashes instead of turns onto full light when it's connected, taking the piss out that they don't have them connected. I thought that was good fun. And he loses again. Then we move yeah. on to Anna just coming into the Dark Order changing rooms, beating up Stu, getting a water, then leaving. <laughs> that, was, that made me laugh. Everyone else Anna beating up Stu, just, I don't know why. It just gets me, it pops me every time. And it's just everyone else is just like, hi, Anna, as he's just fucking flung across the room. He sells like a... hell for her. Yeah, it's he not does. okay. We shouldn't allow bullying in this day and age. It's not fair. Uh, I support bullying in certain situations. <laughs> <laughs> I support bullying when it's Anna Jay on Stew, and that is it. Uh, um, I, I, I think it's a good, uh, a good thing I was lightly bullied out of being quite the level of nerd I was in high yeah. school. <laughs> we can all agree or disagree on what level of bullying. On bullying, it's not a podcast about bullying yet, though. <laughs> <laughs> Until we bully it into being one. Yeah. Uh, then Sorry, we move bro. on to the Young Bucks going to find their book in Barnes and Noble, I think it was. Oh, it's that sketch with the action figures, but with books now. Yeah, I'm so excited. Okay, let's move it on. Was in the, uh, it was in the romance section, though, which was pretty funny because it looks, you know, it does look a bit like a woman's... It uh, does look like a Milnes and Boons book, doesn't it? It does look like they're looking at each other's dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Just um, saying. Then we moved on to Kenny with his uh, suction cups on his back, which looked fucking awful. Oh, oh that is just oh, no. yeah, that no. that that was not. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> right, and then we moved on to Nakazawa, uh, making more people botch by applying more oil to the ring. I quite like this as a way to get knack matches and yeah. to get his gimmick over. Like, um, I honestly, in that Miro match, thought that Trent slip was part of the leg work that Miro had been doing all the way through. Yeah. 
Um, but we do have uh, from last week, was it the Kip uh, slip on the rope, or is that this week? So we've got another botch match with Kip. Uh, yeah. I think it's a good way to get Naki's comedy matches with people who can enjoy exactly. them. Exactly. And... and, you know, the ring is just so freaking humid. These poor wrestlers don't stand a chance. So, you know. Yeah, I, uh, then I, we I go, like it. We cut to the section with uh, Trent just going, I'm going to kill this motherfucker. So uh, powerful. <laughs> then we move on to uh, Brandon looking for spot monkeys, uh, spotted monkeys, sorry, in the bathroom, which Kaz then gives him abuse for because this is their segment. I like Kaz's segments. I, I like, like Kaz, and I like Kaz as a wrestler, so it's I, a win-win. I, win-win. Yeah, I, I'm quite liking these as almost a replacement for Matt um, yeah. Ter- um, terms of the terms. inside. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It's basically explaining inside terms for people if they don't understand them. Yeah, and they've now gone for good. some of the slightly sillier ones. Yeah. Then we had the Dark Order Thanksgiving session <laughs> where they all said what they were thankful for. Cocaine. Just saying that he was thankful that Anna didn't hurt him too much this time. <laughs> yes. Uh Five saying that he was thankful. He would be thankful for friends, but he doesn't have friends. <laughs> He's got a best friend now. <laughs> yeah, he does. Um, I don't think anything else happened in that segment, really. No, it was just them being little. Oh, ten. Ten with his white dust that makes him really strong. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think that was just had... a nice feel-good Thanksgiving section. Yeah, I think that's it is important to Americans as well. Yeah. And we yeah, we don't really absorb the relevance as much as others. So good for them. Then we had uh, Top Flight in the Bucks having a talk, and oh, Matt Hardy. Hardy then interrupts, saying how he's. I'm calling him Ego Matt Hardy. I don't know if he has a proper name it's yet. It's Iconic Matt Hardy, I believe. Okay. I will. Um, it's in the Dark Review. Uh, sorry, Dynamite uh, Review. Yeah. So Iconic Matt Hardy basically taking <laughs> credit for fucking everything, including Penta's Zero Fear. What else did he claim? Was oh, yeah, he just kept, he was fucking under the mask. He was just everywhere, wasn't yes, he? Yes, mate, he was just claiming that everything was his in wrestling, which I fucking love. I'm loving it, yeah. I'm, I'm, this is a good gimmick for Matt. It's much better than Man Who Talks to Camera. Yeah. And then we had the one-chip challenge that went on for ages. Trent was going to win that. Ricky Starks no-sold that chip, but Trent was going to win it. Because Ricky Starks, <laughs> Ricky Starks cheated. Lad. <laughs> Taz saying, come on, Ricky, we need to win another fake belt was the best thing in the world. So good. <laughs> we need to so win another fake belt. fucking good. Oh, I love when wrestlers don't take themselves too seriously. It's great. And I think that was the end of... BT. And we finished with Trent bombing because he ate the other half of the chip. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, it was solid enough. I don't think it was amazing, but I no, think it was funny it, and good. Like, a, a good C rank. I, one, yeah, like, I think it was a C was solid nice i enjoyed it but it wouldn't be like oh you must see this bit you know it was just solid entertainment for 30 minutes so anyway there, there you go an overall c for bte now we're going to move on to dark um if you listen to last week's episode earlier this week um then uh you'll know that this dark was quite a long one at two and three quarter hours nearly 
Uh, yeah. So yeah, we are going to change uh, after we have had some advisement from one of our listeners. Um, we are going to change the format of reviewing Dark a little. Uh, we're not going to discuss every match. We're going to just quickly run over and then we are going to pull out the match. Um, Strange's recommendations. We need a name for that, like the Stark remarks. Um, uh, so, I mean, Zach was uh, our famous listener. Uh, Zach Hardmeat, or whatever we called him last week, uh, has uh, gave me a say list of suggestions to watch. So I might, I might just steal that off him next week. That sounds like a plan. Uh, for this one, I've just um, sort of sort of picked up on the key things, I think, which uh, will alter you know, knowledge of the AEW, shall we say. Yep. So our first match was a new Wabbins. Yeah, uh, what? By Press versus Swole, which um, she was quite high on the goth tier. I spotted her in the other black and white Vampire. hair lady. In the uh, in the crowd on uh, the actual episode, I pointed it out. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Did she get a gothic score, Morg? It's something you'd understand. Um, yeah, not bad, not bad. Is she vampire enough? Oh, definitely. She's definitely yeah, she's yeah, a 2018 she's, she's vampire. She's she definitely she trad. Definitely. <laughs> uh, either way, this for a style match was actually pretty smooth. It looks like they had yeah. some familiarity between them. It did have the shittest uh, clove leaf ever at the end <laughs> from Swole. Yes, babe. But the <laughs> like, rest uh, of it was good enough, though, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, so if you're uh, intrigued about the new Wamin, see that. Then yep. we rolled into uh, probably a match I'd actually recommend, Solo and Lee versus the Beaver Boys. Blessed Beaver Boys doing their character work with their great combos and getting the other people they over. They always get the other person over. That's my favorite thing about the Beaver Boys. They always give them tons. And they've got just a fucking great set of sequences. I do think Lee and Solo both need wins now, and Johnson's yep. Blue Thunder Bomb is fucking immense. It's it beautiful. is probably, isn't it? Uh, that's probably one I'd say to watch. I kind of enjoyed that. Um, uh, there may be some other matches in the middle I haven't paid attention to. My next note is on the Lever promo. Um, her top was awful. <laughs> I hated it. Uh, I'm not sure going back to the librarian gimmick is a good thing for her. I think she could push in a different direction. I think it They're was like time for them to move on. And it's... Uh... Now she's the librarian. I don't know. Do you boys have anything to say on where? No. I didn't really get anything from that other than no. the fact that she, uh, he doesn't now need it, Peter. Lever's not a bad promo was what I got out of it. Um, she needs a better gimmick than she, Yeah, I, I, they really should have just used her indie gimmick now. She should have just started well, dressing woman. up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She, she, yeah, cosplay. We don't have there, there isn't anyone. I mean, I know that Sheeda has the is also Can't known for well. cosplay. Oh, but, yeah, Sheeda, yeah. But you could have made given Lever her, her proper gimmick where she comes out cosplaying as other people. She could have come out as other AEW wrestlers. She's really good at it. I've been watching a be really good, load actually. of her things on um the internet on YouTube of her coming out as Kenny, um, as the un her Undertaker one. There's a social media to go and hunt for, actually. Lever Bates comes out as the Undertaker. It is brilliant. Her OC was good as well. Her Orange Caster, I enjoyed. Oh, oh I haven't seen, seen that one. I bet that one's That's really good as well. I'll have to look that one up. So, yeah, all I got out of this is that Lever is a good promo and why did you not give her her original indie gimmick, which is a really good gimmick, and there's lots of female wrestling fans who are probably cosplayers because wrestling is quite a nerdy fan base thing and certainly in England and don't wear that top again right <laughs> um, my next Actually, noted no match my next, 
fashion advice from grey-haired man in red fucking jumper. Um, next possibly recommended match, depending on what you like, is Nakazawa versus Trent. Which I wrote down as NJPW versus DDT. It was. That is exactly what it is. And it's Trent's um, fault for never doing a round in DDT. They had a lot of fun in the ring together, and they were actually quite good. If you're not into the slapstick bullshit, it's not for you. But if you can get into it, especially with how much Taz loves Nakazawa. Fucking loves uh, it. I can tell someone that loves you as much as Taz loves Nakazawa. Trent massively overselling the pants when they came out. It was just great. Um, great for me, not for everybody. These but... two had <laughs> chemistry. There's a, there's, there's a feud. If Nakazawa was higher up the card, there's there would be a feud here. I, I mean, Trent a long-standing Trent. feud. Yeah, no, I'd be down with that. So yeah, that's another recommend from me if you enjoy the slapstick. If you're a serious media wrestling man, don't tarnish your view of Trent. Um, Red Velvet got a squash match, so she's on the up. That's all I've got to say on that one. <laughs> We've got to make a higher tier for this uh, brandy plot. Uh, Tully and Spears did a promo con uh, confirming that Spears is evil. I think that's pretty much all we can say about that. He did put his shitty smile on, though. Is it time to build the Four Horsemen now? Is Spears sort of sailing out on his own? It depends who your Fourth Horseman's going to be. but uh, Maybe they've dropped because they, they've... Um, so one thing I noticed was they threw up a symbol. I think there's an FTR promo um, in Dynamite. And they, the and they throw is. up a three instead of a four. And I was like, well, that's actually a bit more... In I'm, I'm more interested now. But but where's your... They're going to have to be the Holy Trinity for their biblical reference. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. Um, <laughs> all right. Okay. So from there, we rolled into uh, Lance and Jake, which I, I, it was a bit weird in camp, but I kind of enjoyed it. Uh, camp in a theatrical way, not yes. in a... Welcome to 2020, where I have to clarify these things. Everything, yes. <laughs> uh, I quite like Jake saying he was an honest prick. I liked Lance saying he was Godzilla in Tokyo. I'm not. If I was going to humble brag anybody I'd beaten, I wouldn't have thrown Marco out there, though, Lance. I'm just saying it on there. But I did quite uh, like the, if you think you're hard, come and fight me. And I think that's where Lance should be. If I'm should honest. just be a monster character that's just roving. Even if they do read a bit like a, an evil version of the Chuckle Brothers. I did this. I did this. I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like it, but, you know, a bit weird. Um, you boys got anything to add on the old Lancer Rooney? I just enjoyed this promo. I, I, yeah, it's just again. kind of fun. Yeah, kind it was fun. fun. I liked the, the not one-upping each other, but... But one-upping each other. So they were very much obviously on the same page, but they were kind of... So it built up Lance really well because you heard all those classic things that Jake, um, Jake did. And then you get what yeah, Lance is doing now. So, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed this promo. And Lance is once again starting to grow on me now. Um, Good. <laughs> I, I, I know you hate the idea. I actually... Uh, more on this later, but I would like to see him as the monster face I've been waiting for in AEW. Oh, Morg. Right, moving on. Um, Kylan King got a squash match. And she's got quite a cool finisher. Which means Kylan's going up the ranks. Hooray! I didn't actually oh, watch wait. the match because it had Chanel in it. And... Yeah, fuck it. Oh, you know. <laughs> Unless either of you boys can no. say it's good. It was all right. Uh, yeah. It was all right. Chanel. Yeah, it's not... Chanel is not 
you know, she she's serviceable in the ring. Kylan's good. Um, it was all right. It, it doesn't get the. It was all right. It was all right match. <laughs> it was lightly above what. Yeah, yeah. It was lightly above that. Uh, Sammy and Marco had a match, and you could actually see their uh, their like friendship and their fist bump, and there was actually a bit of chemistry. But I hate Marco's music with a fucking burning hatred in my soul. I do so like his much. new intro video though. All the dinosaurs. And yeah, stuff. I did like that. I have to admit, this was a this was a nice fine friends match. This was you know nothing special, uh, but you know you could see the indiness of it. And you can also see that Sammy's been on 4chan because you referred to AEW as the go- the good guys, and that's the term used on there. I'm I I I think the problem with this match, I quite enjoyed this match. The problem with it was Sammy. I think Sammy is on the verge of a face turn, and I think yeah, this really. was part of the t- dipping the toe in the water. Yeah. And the problem was those two have such chemistry because they're such good friends. A lot of the best matches you'll get are people who either genuinely dislike each other, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, or people who really like each other, Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch, because of it's there's trust levels. And I think yeah. that if Sammy was on full on heel mode, this would have been a real we'd have possibly been giving this the match of the night. Um just because I think they would have had that chemistry from being mates because you trust each other so much. But yeah, I enjoyed this match. I thought it was good. You could tell it was two mates. It's It yeah, still exactly. worked under that rule. I don't think it's on my recommend list, but it was solid enough. It was fun. Uh, then we had the Latinas versus Lady Frost, who was the other black and white hair uh, lady from the crowd I spotted, and Bionic Beast Jenna, who's Freezer from uh, Dragon Ball, <laughs> Dragon Ball <Z. laughs> which I can't get over. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think there's really much worth saying about that. Uh, no. Mark, can you give us a, it's all right? <laughs> yeah, it's all right. There we go. <laughs> oh, God. Now we actually have something to properly talk about. The fucking Brit section. God, no. Oh, oh I hated it. It what started is really well. <laughs> uh, no. Well, my comments are exactly this in order. I hate this. What is Rebels laugh? Oh, he's not great on the mic yet. <laughs> I'm losing the will to live, and thank God the acclaimed. And they didn't even rap well this time. I just like them. They just appeal to my too cooliness from the 90s. Yeah, was not good, this. This was like WWE-level crap, and it was worse than generally their segments are, in my opinion. I, I liked it started off, and I liked um, Brit's um, uh, faux... That that character, I think it, it's it. Brit's character came across well. Um, her bits about not getting people's names wrong. Hey, Rebby. Um, t- um, tires. Conti's mic work is not brilliant. Um, there was a nice opening moment, and then it just it just fell apart a bit and my world yeah. turned gray and slowly <laughs> began to melt away as i saw the horror behind reality in this sketch just give brit back her vignettes they were great basically don't do this don't do this yeah somebody we else know. needs somebody else needs to have the um the interview segment uh, from there, we got Guns versus the Jobber Squad. They're uh, just obviously trying to build up, uh, uh, not Austin, uh, Colton. Colton Gunn. Uh, I, and honestly, I don't necessarily think this one's worth watching. I only watched it for my love of guns. 
Billy made Benoni look great, otherwise it was solid, and you could see Colton's the weakest of them. Did do a fame master though called the Colt Forty Five. Something. Just be the fame master. I'm sorry. Uh, Jurassic Express versus Super Panda. Now you'll often hear me use the term "blessed indie match" on this uh, on this podcast. This is the first time I've ever wrote down "cursed indie match." God, this was awful. Uh, it was just Luchasaurus fighting his mates, and Jungle Boy happened to be there. And I don't think it was a particularly good match. Um, I only watched it for its raw indie the power. The highlight and... of this match was Taz, Excalibur, and Starks on commentary. I don't think I was even listening to them. I think they I was so... were the absolute highlight of this match. Going on about the Red Panda and yeah, they. <laughs> I spent more time listening to them as as much as I I criticised Eddie for being distracting a couple of weeks ago from a match that was good. I found these guys distracted me from a match that wasn't as good and they distracted <laughs> me in the right way i was in absolute fits listening to them there was lots of big actual laugh out louds i mean the raptor was actually doing something in the kitchen when i was watching it um next to where my computer is and she just looking over every couple of minutes because there were proper laugh out loud moments but yeah it was saved by the commentary watch this for the commentary Turn off the match, just listen to it. Um, then we had the acclaimed versus jobbers. I only noticed this down just because it's a squash for the acclaimed, basically. Uh, and I'm feeling the wrapping, I think Caster's got back at it. I'm quite excited for this new tag team, but the match was skippable. Um, and then I think we actually we actually have a couple of matches I'd watch. Oh my god, I versus Sidal. Sidal got his character work in. Great cruiser waiting through it. Sidal's growing on me. Watch Five versus Sidal. It's both of them doing what they should be doing with somebody who knows how to take it. Good. I I mean, it's nothing special in the storyline department, but um, I actually really enjoyed this. Yeah, it was just good. Uh, anything to add, Muir? I heard you were uh, speaking up in the middle, but I just talked really about enjoyed that match. I thought it was just a good classic, you know, cruiserweight match, and I really enjoyed it. And it, you know, got Seidel over a bit more, which is always good. So I think that was a match that is worth watching. Awesome. Uh, I'd, you guys might disagree with me on the next one. I'd also say Fuego versus Avalon is actually kind of worth watching. I watched uh, it and enjoyed definitely. it. Definitely. I like Avalon. He's got his new character over. His new fucking sexy saxophone music made me piss. Um, Fuego's over just because he's great. Avalon's great. Perfect size for each other. Well worth a watch. You should, you should watch this if only because of watching Avalon's reaction at the end. Yeah, um, which was amazing. And if, if, like us, you were invested in the Avalon the Bravalon story. Um, this is the real tie-off to that story, in my opinion. Yeah, completely. Uh, boys, look how quick we've sped through dark with our uh, our good advice. We're on the last match, the mighty tag between Chaos Project, the Dark Order OGs, and the Midnight Express. Um, it was all right. It was all right. <laughs> uh, Midnight Express have got smoother on some of their moves. Uh, the light slapstick of Chaos Project is only growing on me, if I'm completely honest. The screeching and the unwilling weapon Serpentico. Um, the Dark Order are obviously great. Those boys are brilliant. 
was actually a cool spot I liked, which was Joey drop kicking Uno into everybody else like a bowling ball. And then there was a spot I didn't like, which was a doomsday device. Not hey, which this didn't made end me the angry. match. <laughs> this made me actually angry. People have been bitching about this doomsday device all week. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Sonny, I, I know Tony listens. Uh, the doomsday device, you don't quite have the mat, uh, mass rip, but you've got quite a good leg lariat. If you did that off the top into it, probably yeah. work really well. Yeah. Um, I really liked Serpentico, Dark Order are great, but otherwise, it was all right. So, yeah, a bit of a weird one this week. Like, I can only so, realistically yeah. hard recommend, like, watch The Beaver, Silver and Reynolds versus Lee and Solo, if you like them. Watch Nakazar and Trent if you like comedy stuff. Watch Sammy and Marco if you like those two, but if you don't, don't bother realistically. Um, watch Five versus Sidal and watch Fuego versus Avalon if you're into that. But honestly, I can only like hard recommend Fuego and uh, sorry, uh, Five and Sidal. So yeah, um, difficult to give it a score. I, I would say it was a C because nothing other than the Brit segment was terrible. Oh, well, yeah. Remembering that the Jurassic Express match is saved by the commentary. Um, but I would say it's probably a C, but it's a I'm gonna, D because of the length. I'm give it a D because of the yeah, length. Just exactly that. Like I like a nice bowl of crunchy nut cornflakes. Uh, if my bowl of crunchy nut cornflakes was ten percent crunchy nut cornflakes and ninety percent cardboard from the box of crunchy nut cornflakes, I would enjoy the cornflakes, but the overall experience would just be fucking bland. <laughs> or bran flakes with cornflakes uh, with crunchy nut cornflakes might be a better yeah. You know, Explanation. There's a lot of bran flakes in there and not enough crunchy nuts. <laughs> Hi there. That's that strangest fair. simile of the day. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, unless you have anything to add, Mr. Muir? Actually, I think it was, I th- it was three hours. I don't want to moan about that because we moaned about it enough. But there was some good matches that we pointed out, and I think you should just go watch the good matches and enjoy yourself. I think that's the best thing I can say about it. Yeah, they put up most of the matches individually on YouTube now, and there's usually some handy guy. If you do watch Dark and you don't scroll down to the comments, it is usually worth scrolling down to the comments because there is usually some really nice other fan who's put the timestamps in for all the matches, usually. And then a day later, they release them all individually and, and yeah. like 15 different things. Yeah, just just watch our recommendations because we know better than Tony. <laughs> so moving on, time for this week's Dynamite. Uh, we open J.R. Schiavone Excalibur on commentary and the opening match, Hangman Adam Page versus John Silver. Hangman wins with the Buckshot Lariat. Something is going to happen afterwards. We'll discuss that afterwards. What did you guys think of the match and what score did you give the match overall? I'm going first because I fucking loved this match. This was probably my match of the night, would you believe? This bump! Uh, that fucking strong start. It was just a blessed indie match. We had heel light hangman. Where's he going? Fucking silver slapped his ass at one point. That made me piss. Uh, when silver caught hangman's fucking step up jump move with a kick, it was great. The pace was solid throughout. Hangman still has a beautiful running shooting star press that is just immense. 
Um, when he did the buckshot lariat into the ring and Silver caught him with a Rana and then it went into Silver's sequence and Silver's strikes are just some of the fucking best in wrestling, let alone AEW. And he's got a brilliant fucking roll of things. It was amazing. It had story. Um, realistically, it's a B. I gave it an A, and with what happened at the end of the match, I'm happy to leave it with an A. I fucking love this. You boys are going to have to shit on it, because oh. this was this fed my indie soul. The Snapdragon that Silver did was fucking ace as well, mate. That was fantastic. It was just a fantastic like show of athletics, more than anything. This was just a great, great match. And yeah, I, I gave it an A myself, because I thought the storytelling afterwards you know, justified its existence. And they have been, there has been the Hangman uh, Dark Order story for a long time now. So, you know. Mm. And they covered the fuck Hangman thing from previous BTE. Go yeah. on, Morg. You have to be the person to shit talk this match. But, see, I can't. I, I remember I really <laughs> enjoyed this match. I didn't rank it as high as you, but I don't think I was being fair on it. Um, you've reminded me a lot of the... Um, the really good highlights of it and the bits and pieces that I just don't think I rated as much then as I do with with hindsight. So with hindsight, I'm going to scrub a big line through the C slash B I gave it and go, it's an A. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am going to give a fucking extra pop. I don't know if you're going to move into the bit which happened in the ring afterwards. I'm about but... to move on to that now. Go on then, take uh, over. Dark Order comes out and Uno cuts a great promo telling Hangman that Dark Order are there for him if he needs them and how they will be cool. friends. And most importantly, I guess you're going to mention it, um, that the elite are really the cult. Yeah, exactly that. I've written it down. A group of friends that won't even let you leave. If that's not a cult, I don't know what, what is. is. I was like, oh! <laughs> From how much we hated the Dark Order at the start. Um, it's phenomenal. They're I not I, like, I, I, as much as I argue about not wanting any more face turns with Morg probably the most, I could see the Dark Order twisting in, into a face cult uh, or circle cult? of friends eventually. And that kind of like it, <laughs> you know. Well, we need to get some more heels first, but yeah, I get you. What a great start to the show this was. I'm, oh, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to rank the Uno bit separately because I think it rounds the match up into yes. an A. Correct. Yes. yes. But no, that was great. That was the best yeah. way you could have started this show. Um, following on from that, we had a Kenny Omega backstage interview. What did you think? Did you give it a score? It, uh, this I was kind of like even on. I've seen Kenny shit talking people and you know being cleaner Kenny and stuff before, and I was like, yeah, I'm getting used to it now. And then he said, my dad would beat the shit out of your dad. What's the uh, I gave it a B, realistically, because that, I don't think that single line was enough to save it from you know, the entire thing of being all right. Don't get me wrong. Kenny's a fairly strong promo game. That that, that line was immense. Yeah. Um, anything else to... Um... It's just, you know, it was just Kenny. And I don't think it was that good, but the my dad would kick the fuck out of your dad line is just great. So, you know. Yeah, following on from that, we had a Darby Allen video, promo video, um, uh, another Crow trailer. I really enjoyed this one. Um, I liked this. 
the reason I keep calling the other thing is he keeps doing this thing in front of his hand which looks like a bird. They're so getting Sting to be his manager. All I can see now is his shitty face paint. Thanks, yeah. Zach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can see. Uh, I wrote down we're back to Guinness advert, not perfume adverts. Uh, I gave it a C. I've, good derbying. It doesn't like sell anything especially uh, with me, but I'm down with artsy, dark punk, camp, eel. You know what I mean? And maybe they will bring in Sting. Who knows? It's surface Sting. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. He stood next to Darby with his skateboard and he's got a surfboard. Yes, that would be ideal. Oh, fuck, I should have saved that for later. That would have been great. I want that now. Um, (laughs) So, uh, following on from that, Powerhouse Hobbs, with his new name, Name. uh, versus Lee Johnson, Hobbs wins. Uh, Yeah. D-squash from me. I'm not even going to bother going any further than that. Have you guys got anything to add? Um, Hobbs came out dressed as a Flintstone in his first ever LARP kit. You know, Tabard from uh, Tabard his mum made. His drop slam thing he did was wicked, and him going, it's just business, was cool. But yeah, squash D, meh. Yeah. Anything to add, Mr. Muir? I think um, he's dead. No, I just don't <laughs> care about this match. It was just, <laughs> it was just, it was just another Hobbs squash. I've seen enough of them. I don't care. So moving on from that, we had a Taz in-ring promo where he basically wants, and I've stolen this line from the Raptor, he wants his anti-establishment belt to be recognised by the establishment. Uh, (laughs) Cody comes out, then Taz puts him in the Taz mission and then has to run away. And you can see the people coming out to help Cody sort of going, go on Taz, run away quicker because we can't actually touch you or you'll turn to dust. What did you guys think of this promo and did you give it a score? This fucking dragged at the start for me. And Taz actually, for the first time ever, stumbled some of his words. And I was like, where's Lance? Surely Lance is coming out to assault Taz. This is exactly the period, you know, time period for this sort of thing. And Cody came out and I was like, okay. And then we actually got some really good fucking meta comments like uh, creativity, uh, creative has nothing for me. And am I going to be future endeavoured? Then he pulled. And I found out Taz's son's name is Hook, which I can't <laughs> quite get over. Um, yeah, so, and we got the fucking Taz mission, which I, pop, I popped I for. I popped the Taz wrong. mission as well. Um, like, it's, I think it's overall a C rank for me. It was all right. Just Your the end was real. really good. Belt isn't real. It, yeah. The ending was really good. And like Hook coming out to leave with his dad after Cody had shit talked him about training his son, which, you know, yeah. Taz can't do because his neck is made of paper mache and bits of string um but yeah just it, it took so long to get to that point so i can't realistically give it more than a c in my opinion no no i don't think it's more than a c at all to be honest i think it's you know no uh nick popped for the uh for the taz mission as well did yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah i did yeah i did yeah i was like oh hello Taz, don't do this, because if Cody turns around and looks don't at you hurt funny, to you're funny. Taz, you'll if, blow up. If Cody Cody turns around and looks at you funny, then uh, <laughs> you're going to fall yeah. apart. Uh, so moving on from that, we had Top Flight versus TH2. TH2. Whoa, you've got ahead oh. of yourself. We had oh, Eddie sorry, promo sorry, in. sorry. I was looking ahead. We had an Eddie Kingston backstage promo. Next. Um, what did you guys I... think? 
I really like I'm... this. I thought this was good. I think it shows the dynamic between Mox and Eddie in a sort of like, you know, crim honor sort of way. You know, that one me sort of thing. And it took Eddie on the back step, so that was kind of cool. But as I didn't rank it, but I think it's worth mentioning because it's nice to see the actual interaction All between out. those two. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Not just this is over now, disappears <laughs> out of existence. Yeah, I like how storylines linger, which is always nice in continuity and all that jazz all that jazz right you can take back control again more yeah then we had versus th2 the annoying thing about that was i was checking my notes just before to be ready for the next bit and was going to comment on how i really liked mox coming out and it although we had a very cut down eddie promo the whole thing made a more interesting and and set up later for something later uh top flight versus th2 uh th2 win by submission um and helico won't break the hold and bucks run in for the save i'm not going to bother keeping the last bit uh overall what do you think of the match what score did you give the match uh really good again uh had a really smooth start and i wasn't hating angelico i complained about his submission stuff a bit when we first got into this we had a great chain wrestling start it didn't slow down too much in the commercials and it was just all fucking smooth there was one point where they did a tag team move and one of Top Flight was on uh, Angelico's shoulders and Jack Evans jumped from the turnbuckle to do a stomp on him, flipped, landed on his hands and flipped up to his feet. I was like, what the fuck is that? I've seen Mayu do that. That's one of her moves off the top rope too. It's fucking immense, ain't it? Yeah, but Mayu's like four, four stone. stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to take it away from Jack Evans. I'm yeah. just saying I have seen that before and it's such a cool move. Uh, they had a bunch of great work on the ropes uh, facing the camera and their top flights flip into the ring with the tope through and then it's, they're really the good. Take on a hoe, a suicida bet. Yeah, combo. Um, yeah. Obviously, the fat Jack Evans with assistance can do a 450 from standing. It's fucking it's ludicrous. stupid. He breaks physics. I don't like it. <laughs> Um, Evans dropped near the end for the for near the pin. Uh, the older of uh, Top Flight, I, I can't remember their names yet. I'm afraid uh, he yeah. pulled him off the apron, and that guy hit the floor so hard. <laughs> he just went. I don't know if you could hear that over the mic. I hope you could. Um, yeah, I, this was really good. I gave it a B. I'm intrigued about the story. The wrestling was solid. It just you know wasn't quite. As mind-blowing as the first one. I'm really excited for Top Flight, and I'm really excited we're seeing more of TH2. I'm glad THQ got a win as well, you know? That's quite nice. So, it's good. It just wasn't as good as the box match, I think, is the only downside you can give this match. It was really solid, and I enjoyed it thoroughly, but it just wasn't as good as that other match, you know? I think that's more credit to the Bucks than than anything else. It's just how good the Bucks are. Uh, What score did you give it, Mr. Muir? Uh, I gave it a high C, but I'll push it up to a B because, yeah, I think that's fair on it. I gave it a B slash C, so it was getting a B anyway. Yeah, Amazing. Um, Wicked. It was re- just really good wrestling. Especially yeah, it was from, solid. Especially from what who are essentially the older, experienced indie flippy shit dudes and the new indie flippy shit dudes. Because the books are great, but they can't do a 450 splash from standing or a reverse corkscrew moonsault from standing. You know what I mean? So, following on from that, uh, Vicky and Nyla promo. Any thoughts? I hate her. I hate her so much. And I know I'm meant to, so that's good. But I hate her. She makes my eyes hurt uh, with her voice, not with how she looks. She looks fine for a woman of her age. Uh, evil Whammon stable, though. So that's a thing. 
get fed to Brandy. <laughs> yeah. They need to be fed. Brandy is hungry. Brand, Brand, Brandy's <laughs> sitting there sharpening her knife and fork. Um, <laughs> next up from that, we had an FTR promo. Uh, again, any thoughts? I don't really care for FTR, but I really like the music in the background. Uh, cool yeah, Western. Uh, thank God they've got Tully. Tully yeah. makes them for me. Um, maybe if they come back with a stronger gimmick than what they sort of they entered the promotion with a really sort of good gimmick with we drive about drink beers and beat people up and then they sort of became terrible champions so I'm willing to see where this goes but it's more of a teaser for me shall we say and I need to look up the track yeah it's alright following on from that SCU um, versus Jerick Hager Jerick Hager uh, with the inner circle, Jericho and Hager win after MJF hits Chris Daniels with the ring and Jericho hits the Judas effect. What did you guys think of the match? What score did you give it? This was slow. Uh, <laughs> slow but smooth. Yeah. Jericho and Christopher Daniels were the best together in this, if I'm honest. They 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 fought like two veterans. Um, very a lot. Of, it was a very traditional. This was like a WWE match in sort of the actual wrestling style and what was going on. Very and, much yeah, ground and pound. Yeah, a lot of heel shenanigans. Um, Christopher Daniels sells so hard for people. He puts over everyone. Uh, I got really excited to message these boys where uh, the Kaz did Naito slash Tanahashi's forearm, which is one of my favorite moves in wrestling. Which is where you hit the ropes. You don't like run or run and do anything. You hit the ropes and you come back off at a forty-five degree angle, and it just looks wicked. And Kaz did that. Then he had a cute little sequence and his massive springboard leg drop. Um, but in all honesty, it's just to see. Hager didn't really do any moves. Like it was smooth and it was solid and it was it was a fine wrestling match, but nothing special what you boys can add i i can't add I, anything to what you've said it's just <laughs> it just was a bit slow for me i don't know i just didn't i didn't get into this match it was just a c for me flat c that's why i've given it i've given yeah. it like a c on competence and yeah, yeah, yeah. but just didn't do anything fancy no. you were c as well morg yes it's yeah. a shame with that amount of talent in that ring. I'd have I I think more. we need to look forward to the follow-on matches from this. I think this was a yeah, setup yeah. for the follow-on, if nothing else. Um, in a circle beatdown, SCU Scorpio with a chair for the save. Dubsy Dub. Time for Jericho to get SCU over again. They haven't been over since the start, and Jericho's not putting anyone over at the moment. I've <laughs> finished putting Orange Cassidy over. It's time I, to put SCU over. I want, I want Jericho versus. I know we're going to get Jericho versus Kaz, and I did say during the match, I'm pretty sure Jericho's never faced Kaz either. Uh, we're getting Jericho versus Kaz. That should be really good. I'm trying to be careful not to get too excited because. We've had those times before, but I really want Jericho versus Chris Daniels. I'd really like an old school veterans match. And I think I, I could Jericho, enjoy that. I reckon Jericho will beat Kaz and uh, Daniels and be beaten by Scorpio, who didn't beat him when he was champion. Yeah. Um, so following from that, Kip Sabian and Miro's video game extravaganza and they get jumped by the best friends. Anything started... to say? I love the bit where OC just walks in and turns off the Xbox. That made me piss. I started rolling my eyes when I was like, oh, cool, the computer people. Oh, um, yeah, I, I know. And They're then 
And then we had an outside beat-up. Uh, not massively a lot to say about this. I, like, I think this plotline needs some kind of resolution. But if they're just turning the best friend stable into the hardcore street fight, bin fighting, DDT style, Chikara. Losers that hang out around back and fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hardcore people, I'm on board. Yeah. I love hardcore people. I love the best friends. I love a bit of comedy. So didn't rank it, but I think it's got legs. I'm intrigued to see where this goes. And, you know, if Miro's more powerful than all of them, so they can only beat him by, like, slapping him into trucks and through portaloos and stuff, I'll take that. Yeah, I think... Um, see, I was quite down for an idea. Of, I mean, talking about a replacement for the Brit thing, I think the two of them playing a video game with somebody could actually make an interesting... Um, not... It's not necessarily something I want to see on Dark... Uh, dark dynamite or bte but it might work really well as a little thing to chuck out on aw games every now and again um yeah i got you so i i I, that piqued my interest for a this could be an interesting segment a bit like their own version of up up down down where they can sit and chat while playing video games with somebody we know you got a lot of gamers backstage but it was an all right segment I, I, I too liked Orange Cassidy. I, he's still the moment, as usual. He's just too good at it. Yeah. That, that man has won on gimmicks. <laughs> just, just so, won. following on from that, AEW contract signing two. Uh, Mox Better jumps Kenny be. during Kenny's entrance, which I fucking loved. That was so good. What did you guys think of this on the whole? And what score, if any, did you give it? Uh, this started off really strong for me and then just sort of went, yeah, I love Kenny's fucking entrances. They make me it's so stupid. I love uh, it. I liked Mox attacking him. Uh, Mox apparently knows Hitman. He did stay. Uh, I know Hitman from Phil- Philadelphia, apparently. I'm the guessing hardcore. that means uh, Dubsy Dub sort of people. Um, ECW. ECW Dub, sorry. Fine yeah. moxing. Fine moxing, fine Kennying, and then And then... Ox literally said winter is coming to him and I wanted to crawl inside my own anus and cease to exist. It's their um, thing at the minute. <laughs> I hate it. I hate that kind of thing. It's like when you're watching a TV series and they say the name of the series on like episode three and people go, that's how it felt to me. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I, I watch it. Also... Go on, sorry, Mio. It's any look fucking week after all this build-up of him being this super overconfident heel he shouldn't get his comeuppance till the match and i don't well I, he won't get his comeuppance in the match i think that's one oh, of the no. things and well, no but that's I don't know. has to lose the belt to go raise his kid this I also I, i'm sorry i popped like I, I mean i proper popped for kenny the, the, the kenny shadow and then just the, the mock shadow, shadow behind appearing him. behind him i was like that is just that was just proper i'm not going to say horror film that was good baby face moment Fox has always well, it's been a reflection of how he first appeared yeah it's always yeah. mox is a smart baby face which i like about him yes He's not, oh God, I'm just going to fall for everything like every other baby face, you know? But, yes, solid section. I gave it a C. Like, I think it was all right. Fair. I've seen a lot of marks. I don't of... think Kenny needed the beat down. I think it would have been better without I it. Think it's, it's, I think that's just old school wrestling booking um, because I think Mox is losing next week. So 
Okay. Yeah. And well, it's I the classic next week as well. But, it's the classic, know. you know, come out on top on the show before lose on the pay per view, and next week is effectively, and um, inverted a commas, a pay per view. Yeah, yeah. uh, following yeah, yeah. on from that, we had the women's champion. We had a women's championship promo. Any comments on that, or should we just carry straight on into the match? Um. Oh yeah, the Anna J package. Uh, no, this actually look wasn't too bad for me. I gave this a thing. Uh, I've got a few thoughts on this. Um, they actually had Sheeda saying the things that, that she was saying on Twitter, and with you know, which caused a bit of controversy. Uh, but with actually Sheeda saying it, it lent a bit of weight to this. Who are you? I'm not sure why Ty Conte was there. I definitely don't understand why Ty Conte would just be with Anna J in all of her promos. Hmm. I get that she's there for like being her mate and all that, but she didn't just be everywhere. He's not there to be her mate. It's because people want to see Tay Conte and Anna Jay side by side. Team Coom, <laughs> they yeah, call them. Exactly that. Um, yeah. I thought this was a pretty cool moment. I yeah. think this helped warm up what didn't have a lot of build. No. Personally. So, following on from that, we had Anna Jay with Tai Conte versus Hikaru Shida for the Women's Championship match. Shida wins with the Tamashi. We'll leave it there. What did you think of the match and what score did you give the match? I think this match was a lose-lose match, unfortunately. I don't think you could... I don't know. I just think that it was unfair on Anna Jay to be put on this stage so early, but that's my opinion on it. Like, she did really well, but, you know... You shouldn't be overexposing her like this. Uh, this wasn't as smooth as I'd have hoped. No. Uh, it wasn't terrible. No, uh, no, it, I, it did go oof when the uh, commercial break came in, like a minute Instant after break. the match yeah. started. I was like, come on now, Tony. Come on. It was all right. Um, then we had an actual break. And before the break... Uh, <laughs> we had like minute. the picture and picture, then the real break. Yeah, and she was having the shit kicked out of her. Uh, but then it panned back and Sheeda was like trying to pull Jay over the ropes in like the dominant position. Then Jay just started winning again. Then Jay went to get a chair for some reason, even though she was winning. And I've never seen somebody so against somebody getting a chair as Ty was to Anna. She screamed no when she went for the chair. Like, no! <laughs> like a child had died or something. Yeah. Like shots again, um, the tank run over. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where this this goes. I, I'm liking this two best friends. One of them's actually the heel, not into. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm liking that. Um, I wasn't How sure whether Ty Ty was just doing a um, a distraction for the ref when she was saying no, so that they could get the kendo stick in. So that. That didn't help. That suddenly made me go, oh, so is have we got this slightly more interesting story with these two best friends? One of them's a heel, one of them's a face. Because Ty keeps on trying to not let Anna cheat and trying to stop her. And she's got, has some quite good facial expressions when, um, when Anna jumped Red Velvet. Um, her facial expressions were properly like, Anna Jay what are you just seems doing? a little bit unnecessarily evil. Like, she jumped Red Velvet for no reason. Like, there was no join my cult or we'll beat you up. They just beat her up. And in this match, she was winning and she just suddenly went, Get me a chair. I have to be disqualified <laughs> or something. I think Anna's character needs a bit more polishing than for some reason she does incredibly heal things when they're unnecessary. <laughs> 
yeah uh, overall what score did you give the match i gave it a c i don't think it's worth any better the ending was a little bit clumsy um the story was although built up with the video but i'd argue the video package before was better than the match on like production value and telling me a story so yeah i can't realistically give it above above a c i am afraid uh c slash b from me mr muir say yeah. unfortunately oh he's the opposite end ah uh, no no there's a reason it gotta be ah uh, yes <laughs> it's gotta see slash b because after anna j and ty leave abaddon's music hits abaddon returns crawls out to the ring Sheeda sells it like triple h seeing mick foley turn into cactus jack and this was my moment of the night <laughs> It was wicked. I hope Abaddon is able, is ready to put on a top tier show and yeah. her injury is healed. That's the only, I love Abaddon. I love her gimmick. I love Joshi's versus horror characters is always fucking hilarious. They're great Joshi's album properly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just don't know if Abaddon's ready. This could be me being overly cynical, but we've seen she's been a bit clumsy before and we know she's recently injured. So they're either going to need to drag this out and have her terrify Sheeda for a bit whilst they get comfortable with each other, which would be cool. You know, like Sheeda goes back to the changing rooms of Abaddon's in a lot. That's what I want. I want a proper horror story, Abaddon. I don't care if Sheeda wins overall in the end. Build this up over some time. Do not have these two facing each other next week on Dynamite. And Sheeda is the only person who was properly sold a bad and being this scary creature. This is both times that Sheeda has been, even the first time and Sheeda beat her, Sheeda is the one who sells it the best. Her facial expressions are so so good (laughs) at selling this, um, this zombie monster that's coming towards you. I still yeah. think this is another poor decision. It's like, keep rolling out the green women. And we'll see, yeah. We have to see. Hopefully they'll drag it on for like three to four weeks while Sheeda yeah. and Abaddon have a lot of training matches together and we get some you know, horror skits and vignettes and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And it'll be a wicked match. I don't know, to be fair, I don't know which other babyface females you could have had to build Abaddon up because I think... Statlander would have been one. I don't think who else is our babyface women. Brandy, Brandy, well, Brandy, Brandy. See, I think look. Brandy could probably do it because she's got good facial expressions. Yeah. Um, I don't think a loss to build the heel character. I don't think know. you can hurt Red Velvet with it, and I think the person who's the best one to not be scared of her would be Swall. Yeah, I thought you meant who she'd have a fight with before, not who we'd scare her with. So I, I, so, I yeah, no, I mean, yeah, who who would you uh, you know to build up a badden beforehand? I, I think a badden coming out and just out of nowhere and fucking bleeding from the mouth and stuff is good enough for me to uh, to accept it as long as the match and payoff is good. Brilliant introduction to what we're gonna get. Don't fuck the delivery, basically. So following on from that uh, iconic Matt Hardy promo, what did you guys think? Five, thrive, win. I love it. I think this is a great thing for Matt. I gave it an A. I really enjoyed it. (laughs) 
he's far better as this character. He's just great as this, like, shitty, you know. It's I'm just better. big money, Matt, yeah, but yeah. with arrogance as opposed to dollar. And in all honesty, yeah. he's got enough history and stuff in the business to sell the character. Yeah, I really liked it. Gave it an A. Yeah, I think the only other you person who could do really this like. gimmick is Jericho. They both yeah, have. Exactly. Yeah, and I mean that as a compliment. Um, following on from that, Team Taz promo. What did you guys think? <laughs> Meet a man. Um, you may speak, Cage. Cage shouldn't speak. He's too yeah. lovely. Yes. Uh, with his uh, how is a man that muscular so unthreatening? Like he said it at the screen, and I was like, I am not intimidated. And that man could literally fold me into a tiny cube and put me in one of his cupboards. Um, uh, I, I am going to admit that the three of them stood together did look like the intro to a um, type of film <laughs> uh, let's say a uh, an LGBTQ positive book cover shall we say because <laughs> t- t- you're two big buff topless daughter guys and you're slightly uh, skinnier yeah. It looked like a thumbnail you'd see on certain sections of websites. Uh, overall, I really like it, though. Starks has got a good mouth, and he'll blatantly be the speaking pivot. Those two look fucking dimes. I gave it a C. It was a fine section. Um, and it was relevant to what had happened, and, you know, how dare you speak about his son. It was just just so, like, lightly camp and 90s. I know, I, I kind of loved it. Great fun, but, you know. So, still a C. Yeah, following on from that, Butcher and the Blade with Bunny versus Pack and Fenix with Penta. Eddie joins the commentary. My comment here is, oh, joy. Um, he wasn't that bad this week. Uh, Butcher and the Blade win. We'll leave it there. What did you think of the match? And what score did you give the match? Death Triangle have terrible music and I hate it. Yeah, they do. <laughs> We started with a big wobbly dance that I wasn't keen on for the uh, Pack and Phoenix corner things. Um, we got to see some massive strength. Butcher deadlifting and just carrying around Pack was immense. Just right, like, it was solid enough, but I can't say it popped me for a while. Like, like I don't know. Maybe I expected more from them. I did like the fact that Death Triangle was still playing dirty and doing shitty things themselves. That was nice. Um, you know, with Penta on the outside. Um, we had a bit of a stumble on Pack and Phoenix's first tag team where they didn't quite bounce off the ropes in the right order, but they nailed it on the second one. Arguably, the best two people together in that ring was Phoenix and Butcher. They bounced off each other really well. But we also know Phoenix has shared pictures of. Butcher holding him in his arms with things like, this is my dad. My <laughs> um, but then towards the end, we did get the full power pack rush on Blade, and it was great. Um, he, d- he did a Northern Light suplex, and I've never seen... A- I like a Northern Light suplex, and I like the landing, uh, the-, the stepping up onto the toes and holding it in place. Pack didn't, like, rise up onto his toes. He landed that suplex in it and was arched like a bridge. Yeah, he's, he's um, got a beautiful bridge. Uh, had a really good dirty finish. I uh, the Eddie rushing down, the perfect timing on that. I think I think everybody was protected. I think we saw a lot of de- decent story, but um, I don't think it pushed itself beyond a B. And that's you know I'm kind of hoping for more from these boys. Like towards the end, I said Pack and Blade really picked up with each other, but you could see some of the ring rust on Pack, or at least some of the unfamiliarity with these opponents. Um, so yeah, I gave it a B for like the story work and stuff, but I don't know, maybe, uh, 
just not quite there. Not what I was hoping for. Just don't think these are the best two people to be fighting each other, to be honest. These two tag teams, because, like, the Butcher and Blade can't do most of the flippy shit the other two are known for. So it's sort of hindering your, you know, output from that. But I still think it was a really good match. It's just, I just want to see Pat fighting somewhere he can do ridiculous flippy shit with, you know? I'd rather see Pat versus Phoenix, but that's should have come back right. to a showcase match, basically, and we haven't had that. Yeah. Morg, uh, I really enjoyed it. Gave it a B. It is a B. That, that's don't get me wrong. yeah. That, 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 but that is the best review I can give it. Yeah. Yeah. You, if that you, makes I, I, sense. We're all underwhelmed because we've seen so much, much more. Better. From we, them. we, yeah, we, yeah. yeah we, we've hit that thing with that hangman. I, I remember there was a hangman match a while ago. I can't remember who it was against, and we expected so much more, and we downgraded it, and it was probably a really good match. And I think this was the same thing. We we, we were just so expecting this to be amazing cap to the night but still good uh following on that there was a beat down on the death triangle and then of all the people lance archer for the save <laughs> yeah but he didn't come out to save them he no. just came out to beat <laughs> to people be up up. this is the lance i love it went full dupsy dub and i just yeah. like the fact that lance just arrives deliver violence he is bringing suzuki goon to AEW just as a yes. one-man crew and i really enjoyed this i just like the fact he just roams around beating people up it's we need great. another one of his skits of him throwing a million jobbers through walls and shit i love the ending and i like the fact we may have a three-way heel plot uh, it doesn't look like it's going to turn anyone face just i think that the most likely people to go face are weirdly Butcher, Blade, and Eddie at this point. From the hints we've had of Eddie, which is a bit strange. Yeah, um, interesting. I just see I Death Triangle that, as being um, a tweener team now. That's. I mean, that's what I'd love, but they did cheat in that match. Um, but that's, they go into shit. That's what a true tweener team does. A tweener team, yeah. you know, you you fight the bad guys, but you cheat against the bad guys. If they go, if they go full shitty tweener where they cheat against everybody, but uh, also not like massive assholes, I'll pop. That's my favourite thing. But I am intrigued about the three-way heel fight and who comes out with who and Lance the Juggernaut monster. It has my attention. So overall, what's our score for this week, Mister Strange? We've got fucking loads in here. It's uh, it's been a busy week. We've got two A's, three B's, six C's, and a D. I don't want to say oh. it's a C. I think I had more fun throughout this than this lets on. Enjoyed so, this. I enjoyed I think, this show. I think it's a high C, but I'm willing yeah. to round this up to a B. I think this was a good episode of Dar of Dynamite. I had a few slips, but nothing was bad, realistically. I think we can remove the D because it was a D squash. Yeah, and I think if it's if it's a D squash, I think I don't think it should count towards our final score. If it's a D because it was just bad, a bad match, yeah, yeah, it counts. I think if it's the only reason we give squash matches a D is because it's our standard rule that if you have a squash match, it's just automatically a D, no matter how good the squash is. Well, in that case, an A cancels a C, makes it a B. An A cancels C, makes it a B. We're top of the Bs. It is a B rank match using my incredibly mathematical system. I did. There, there. we go. 
So yeah, um, another good week for Dynamite. So that's our thoughts. What were your thoughts on the show? Do you want to let us know? Do you want to ask us some questions? Do you want to give us something to rant about? Do you want us to book somebody into wrestling for you? Do you want to just tell us that we're absolutely rubbish or absolutely brilliant? If you do, then you can contact us at wrestleopinionated at gmail.com, WrestleOP on Facebook and WrestleOP1 on Twitter. So... You're not angry about anything this week, are you, Mr. Strange? I'm not. I'm not, my friend. I've had a, I've had quite a relaxing week, a good time of wrestling. So uh, it's you on the spotlight this week. Yes. We're going back to one of our uh, less regular sections where we challenge Morg to book on the fly, where he has to insert a, uh, a wrestler, well, normally two wrestlers or a selection of wrestlers into AEW in a way we want. And we like to give them a hard one and an easy one. Are you ready, Morg? Yep, I'm ready. Okay, so um, obviously with the new possible uh, deal with Impact we were looking at last week, we've got access to some Impact wrestlers now. So we would like to see in AEW Motor City Machine Guns. That's your easy one. We have another person who has actually showed up in AEW as well. Yeah. So we need we need uh, we need another person to come in. Uh, he's not the strongest wrestler, but we think he should be as not the strongest wrestler. He should be booked as strong and successful as Marco Stunt. So you've got the Motor City Machine Guns and Swoggle. God. How do you feel about that, more? <laughs> okay, you have actually managed this week to do the hard one and the easy one. Okay. Yeah, in the correct order. <laughs> yeah. But obviously. Whilst you're uh, whilst you're working away, uh, Mr. Muir and and I would need something else to discuss. So, uh, Mr. Muir, yeah. we're uh, we're seeing a lot of we're seeing a lot of changes in wrestling recently, and we're seeing the potential future of the Dark Order. Maybe they're splitting up, and maybe uh, things uh, maybe they're going to grow stronger. Who okay. knows? But that's not our target today. Now, as you're aware, in wrestling now we have a lot of indie shitters, oh, mud show bullshit. We have a lot of marks in the ring. So tell me, Nick, who's in the mark order? (laughs) (laughs) It's such a shit pun, I have to laugh at it as I tell it. Who's in the mark order? Right, okay, who's in the mark order then? Um, Obviously you need to open with a tag team, and there's one biggest set of marks in the rings for themselves. Who's that then? Obviously, the, the young, young bucks are in the mark openers. order. Okay, so they're the stable of the mark order. I would also say the brandy should be in the mark order. But we have to reveal the mark one at some point. The the, uh... <laughs> the exalted mark. <laughs> yeah, the exalted mark. So we we obviously start off with with our leader uh, mark order team, the uh, the young bucks. Okay, we'll yeah. be bringing this through. Who enter the ring with a uh, a horde of creepers, uh, little little chubby Americans in. A young book shirt. I need to yeah. cut across you quickly. Yeah. I know who the leader, the reveal leader of the Mark Order is, and I want to book that. Okay, we'll we'll build up to the revealing of the Mark Order leader then, okay. <laughs> and then you can announce them. But obviously, then, whilst the Mark Order's growing... Oh God, they're the... just all wearing Bullet Club shirts. I can see them now coming down. They have to recruit another younger jobber tag team to rise up to uh, the status of Super Mark, don't they? Yeah. Oh God, it's just private part. Oh my God, we we can't do this sketch. They've already done it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're I, fucked, mate. We're fucked. Um, 
I would argue that oh, who are the biggest, youngest marks? Is, Mark, is it... uh, uh, Jurassic, no, Jurassic Express are oh, marks, oh, but Marco oh, oh. is. A private party, because then we could have private Marky. You see what I did there? Is there anyone actually named Mark? Is there anybody so... named Mark in the... I don't think there is. Uh... So they so they recruit they recruit Jurassic Express. They've got a trios. And and things are rising up. The the uh the Mark order is growing. <laughs> You just talk some. I'm too busy laughing at myself. Uh, right. Okay. So we obviously have to have some from the women's division added to the mark order. Uh, I would go with Brandy or Big Swall because Big Swall is a massive mark for herself. Also, <laughs> she's always going about how swall she is. So you know, that's pretty marky. You know, we joke that Tony listens to this because we've had so many like wrestling you know, yeah. appropriate things happen. I swear to God, if we get the shit kicked out of us when they come to the UK. <laughs> so the Mark order is how are you doing, Mark? By the way, I need to know how long I'm keeping this going. Um, I'm pretty much ready, but right, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna build up to your announcement then. So the Mark order. Obviously, need to take on the king of self marks. Is there any bigger self mark than the grandson of a plumber? <laughs> Realistically, they're not after that TNT title. They want no. that. They want to be the marked one. The uh, king of marks. The exalted mark. <laughs> maybe that. Maybe if it, it will make them the smark. Obviously, the members of the mark order aren't strong enough to take on Cody because Daddy no. eats first. So one day the lights go out. Morg's favourites. Cody's in the ring, marking for himself, and the lights go out. The Mark Order music Sent hits. for the Khan. <laughs> Sent for the Khan. Who comes out, Morg? Why, Mark Calloway, the Undertaker. Oh. Just a couple of Mark <laughs> I was really hoping you didn't put anyone called Mark in it because that wasn't going to pay off. Oh, rides out on his motorbike and it instantly becomes a cinematic match. That'd be baller. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's 20 minutes trying to do old school. <laughs> <laughs> so you've heard the tale of the Mark Order. Now it's time for a person who isn't a four-year-old to, <laughs> to book on the fly. Go on then, Morg. Okay. So we'll do the easy one first. This is like this one's actually very, very easy. Um, <clears throat> really, really simple one. Uh, so we've got um, AW, we've got Impact, uh, we've got had some crossover matches. We're going to have an invasion. Um, so Ooh. we're going to have like a little mini invasion. Uh, we're going to have some Impact wrestlers sort of showing up in AW um, the whole time. Uh, um, we're going to run an invasion um, slightly more properly, so to speak, uh, so we can see some other names come in. This is just a sneaky way for me to get Joe Hendry in singing his entrance music. Um, that's going to run yeah. on and on and on. But the problem is they can't challenge for any of the AEW belts and they want to prove that they're the best. Um, um, so they um, arrange a match whereby uh, the top guy from... AEW will face the top guy from uh, Impact and there will be a contract on the line. Uh, the winner gets um, 
the rights to have a to set up a contract um, a short-term contract for somebody from their stable from their company um wrong so it's going to be kenny um versus um the impact champion i'm not sure who the impact champion is at the minute um it's not like moose or somebody is it? yeah impact's going to win they're going to win through shenanigans during this time uh, there's been a feud ftr have got the belt back uh, so FTR have the tag team belts. They've been fending everybody off left, right, and center. Um, and we're just going to set it up nice and simple. We'll have a classic FTR promo. We've been running over everyone. We've beaten everyone. We've beaten the Bucks. We've proved we're the best. We've beaten all the teams the Young Bucks have beat here in AEW. We've beaten all the teams the Young Bucks have beat. At which point, the Young Bucks will come out holding a piece of paper. And obviously, it's going to be Matt talking. Nick will just be standing in the background looking pretty. And Matt's, Matt, Matt's, we on too. Matt. No, Nick's, um, no Nick is more handsome than any Matt. <laughs> yes, they are. I was always the pretty one in our team. You're the talk, I'm the pretty one. <laughs> so, um, oh, right. Uh, yeah, you've... Uh, You've got this, uh, you've beaten everyone we've beaten. Well, actually, we've got this this piece of paper here. The camera comes in close and it's the AEW contract that we know was won previously. And clever camera work, it sort of scrolls down it and it just goes, team, to have an AEW contract and championship match, Motor City. And then we get the Motor City Machine Guns music. No lights out. We have them come out. And so much. <laughs> yeah, we have the the gunshots. I think we go. I'd go with the old gunshot music that they used to have. Yeah, mate. Machine guns versus FTR for the championship. That simple. Team they've not faced. Great team for FTR to face, and a great team to win as baby faces and then turn into shit talking heels. Yeah, because they're really good at it. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to add a little something to your uh, to your impact invasion though, because do you know who's an impact? Who? Sammy Callahan. Oh, so you're suggesting yeah. that at some point, um, oh god, that at, <laughs> <laughs> at some point Thunder Rosa should possibly come out and introduce a member of the Jeremiah Impact crowd, um, Sammy Smith. Callahan, but in a different organisation whatsoever. I am being looked at by the Raptor that that she that Sammy Callahan unfortunately has passed away, but it's okay because she is bringing him back as Jeremiah Snake. So moving on. Woggle. So um we've um we're setting up and we're having a uh, a feud with Dark Order and Jurassic Express. Um Dark Order and Jurassic Express have been feuding for ages and now um and you're moving through diff you've got lots of different combinations we can have there. We can have ten versus um Luchasaurus, we can have varying people versus Jungle Boy, but the one they can't they can't beat is Marco. And Marco has become this thorn in the side of the Dark Order. Not necessarily through, because I know we don't like him being booked strong, but just by being so slippery and he's too happy and 
So he's avoiding everything. So the Dark Order, finally, Bro Mr. Brody Lee has had enough of this. And he challenges that Marco must face the newest member of the Dark Order. And the Dark Order come out and they have a small box in the middle of the stage. And Marco's there and he's looking a bit sort of nervous and they, 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 they rip off the box and there's a cage and it's got like a, a black cover on it. And Marco's still looking a bit nervous as to what's going on. Um, and then Brody Lee rips off the cover of the cage. The cage door opens and out flies new Dark Order Swoggle who proceeds to be the strongest member of the Dark Order and Mr. Brody <laughs> Lee's new favourite because nobody beats him. And that is how I book Swoggle into AEW as a member of the Dark Order. It's a tiny, angry murder. He'd love that. Yes. And honestly, he'd probably call himself something like Swoggle Kind and go for a Mankind gimmick or yep. something. Yeah. He loves that fucking shit. He's such... He's great. He loves wrestling. But he came out as AJ. <laughs> impact was fucking brilliant. Good work, though, Morg. Uh, I accept and uh, grant both of your character, your uh, bookings, acceptance into our expanded world <laughs> for uh, AEW Massive Explosion, our backup yep. show that we haven't mentioned in a while. So, moving on from me booking random things, Mr. Muir, what have you got for us to discuss and chat about? Right, what I have for us to discuss is, well, sort of two things. Like, one was choosing how number one contenders should be done and what we think is the best way of doing it to push championship matches. And I thought we wanted to discuss about belts a bit. I can remember discussing that, but I'm not sure I think if we'll it comes. To that. I believe this basically becomes the the we know the absolute best way to decide yes. your number one contender, and it's to do with the sexiest belt in wrestling, which no longer exists. So we can probably get it from um, Rodriguez's cupboard for seventeen dollars. Uh, right, just to expand on what you've said, uh, how do you decide your number one contender? Well, obviously, we should all be going with a very realistic sports-like uh, representation where the challenger, the next best person gets to go. Surely that would be a really easy way to maintain your top contender, wouldn't you say? It'd be sure. nice if they actually stuck with that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which is obviously what AEW claimed at the start. But however, what we were talking about is the gift of the fucking God's Belt from Blessed Lucha Underground. Um, I don't think there is a better way to decide your fucking title than having seven magic medallions that go into a belt. Magic medallions! Each wrestler has to win a medallion in a match, and then you all those people go into a rumble, was it? Or was it just a big match? It was a rumble for it. Yeah, then you have a seven-man rumble. Whoever wins gets all the coins, wax them into the belt, and you hold that title, and and you can exchange it for a regular title shot. Then all the coins are reshuffled. It's basically perfect, realistically. Um. I mean, NJP and WWE use the money in the bank method. Yeah, yep. this is where this came from. It's because um, I am a fan. I think the money in the bank is one of the most interesting gimmicks in wrestling. The person who holds the money in the bank. And I loved the gift of the gods because it was an improved 
on version of Money in the Bank. And I think Money in the Bank is um, it, it's an S rank. This is like double S, the Gift of the Gods, because it added that extra bit to Gift it. Gift of the God was the better way of doing it, to be honest, because um, the way to get a heel over is have them cashing in their fucking championship once the champion has just won a match and just knackered and dying in the rig, and then that shit-eating heel comes down with that briefcase. Yeah, but they did yeah, that with the Gift of the Gods. Do that. Gift of the Gods, you had to hand it in, and then a week later... Quato signed off not, the match because not he the had last to sign. time, not when it was Quato. Yeah, the last not season the last was one. terrible. The last season was where they were run out of ideas. That's not terrible. Easy now. Yeah, but you know what I mean. The story wasn't as good. My um, only problem with Money in the Bank is it's always just a shitty heel pulling it in as different time. Like if somebody honorably wandered down and was like, "Yo, I've got my title shot. I'll have it next week, so you can be ready." Do that would... as well. Faces did that. It was yeah. only shit-eating heels yeah. that... RVD yeah. versus John Cena, best one. RVD turned around and uh, the promo was, I'm not going to come and blindside you from behind. I'm going to challenge you to a match when things are extremely in my favour. And baby faces have cashed in fairly or cashed in at oh, the right okay. time or used it as a way to turn mega heel like Daniel Bryan did, yeah. which is what birthed the yes. It is better in the hands of a heel. I, I, I agree with you. It's it, definitely a heel gimmick. What if it was Gift of the Gods then? Yeah. You could call it in whatever, whatever time you wanted. If it was or, like that. Or you can pick the stipulation, but they get a week's prep. Ooh, I like that. Picking a step and they get a week to prep for it. I, think I, I, I want to give I want people. to give a dishonourable mention to the Impact version, the Feast and Fired one, which is terrible overbooked much like most things were in impact i don't know if they still do it but that was an old one where there was a selection of brief yeah tna when there was a selection of briefcases and one of them you got a title shot one of them you got fired one of them had a tag team title shot one of them had a and it was just too overbooked what is it with vince russo and putting things on poles (laughs) fucking loves poles all right boys Oh, but God, yeah, I, I, do we think AEW should have a Money in the Bank? They do. They have the Casino Royale. Is that? A money get the, in the massive bank? cheap. Does... Uh, well, it's that's sort of the worst of both worlds because you can't yeah. pull it in whenever you want, and you don't get a stipulation. No, do you have it... to earn it? Yeah, but it's uh... not really that earned because it's just one rumble. It, it doesn't. Would it be better if it was a giant chocolate coin as opposed to a poker chip? I mean, it'd be better if there was more build-up to it. And, and you had to eat the entire chocolate coin. <laughs> should, the di- should the diamond ring become their money in the bank? I like the diamond ring just being a diamond ring. I like the fact that you just win a load of money. I kind of think that was kind of cool. I'm glad they're doing that consistently as a... Uh, I just like to bring that up as a side thing. I'm glad because people were like, what's this about? It's just to give MJF a prop. And I'm glad they're bringing that back as a gimmick match. Um, I think what we'll get, gather the seven poker chips to summon Shenron <laughs> to get a title <laughs> shot whenever you want. First stuff like that, because then you have the story of them building it and all stuff like that. What if um, they just brought out the Gift of the Gods belt, but all of a sudden they had to put poker chips in because they're little <laughs> coin-sized things? I mean, AEW a- 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 does tournaments very well. Culture. 
but yes aew does tournaments very well i think yeah. you can yeah, have the do. tournament to get your position i also the thing i liked about the gift of the gods i think more than the the fact it was a cool belt was the fact so i know money this has happened with money in the bank but i always feel it it always feels forced when they do it the thing with gift of the gods was it was a belt so you could be challenged for it and yeah. i i think the idea of if you have this whatever it is yeah deus ex machina that lets you cash in at any time if you are challenged you must accept the challenge so not like the hardcore belt yeah. right so, no hold on i've got this so we're, what we're deciding is the ultimate <laughs> i'm going writing this shit down as we go i always hated the... like at the g1 this year bushi won the whole tournament then jay white just went yo we'll have a match for that and he won it and it's just like well, what was the point of the fucking month-long tournament Right, no, I've got I've got this. I am prepared for the ultimate belt. Okay, so the, the ultimate belt. AEW. You best be listening, Tony. Or Shad, whichever one of you it is. It's Shad. So they <laughs> Shad Khan listens to us because he owns Fulham. Um so you have to collect so, uh, you you have to have a match or a uh, a poker chip. All of those people go into a match. Where it goes into the poker, uh, go into a rumble where you win the poker chip, uh, the uh, poker chip of the gods title belt, which holds all seven. And the match is called the cashing because you have to cash in your chip. Oh, oh beautiful! Oh. Um, now this belt can be used for a title shot at any time you want, wherever you want. Yep. Can also be challenged um, or fought for any point as long as you've got a ref it's getting a bit that's a bit hardcore 24 7 i i I think it needs to be yes okay okay (laughs) this means people who want to uh do their chair their shitty challenge with the belt best get that in fucking quick you want to get the champ you want to get that uh, you want to get your fight with john cena after he's been beaten up by i know whoever you'd best be at the end of that match people it was just uh, i literally (laughs) thought a random person with a title but that means you finish that match you get that belt you leave you hide in a locker somewhere (laughs) for 20 minutes getting your health back until that champion has, uh, has uh, won his match at the end of the show. You essentially have a week of getting ready to use your belts. If we just punch everything together, okay, maybe not 24 7 hardcore. Uh, I think, I also, yeah, you can be challenged. Must for, def- you, you must be... defend it every week. Oh. Okay. Yeah, against an, like an open ch- an open challenge. You must put it on an open challenge. First, first wrestler to come down and challenge you. Which means yeah. you can have backstage skits yeah. of wrestlers trying to get down up. and yeah, get to the get to the ring. Yeah, it gives me my hardcore twenty four seven ness. It also gives so you that open. Coins. It also means you can stick it on someone like Kenny Omega, who can then do what John Cena did with the US Open Challenge and have an absolutely cracking match with someone every week, and get yeah, a load yeah, of young guys over. Cocky, you can also have the cocky face or cocky heel just going, "Yeah, I don't need to cash in. I can defend it every week." Bah 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 bah. You know. Yeah. Well, what a discussion. We've created the ultimate belt. You get your seven tokens. You have a Royal Rumble after you've fought for them. And those tokens themselves can be fought for. Some asshole could drag this on forever. Um, they go into a Royal Rumble. You go put them into the belt and the cash in, which is a fabulous name. You have to defend it weekly, but you can cash it in at any time. It's perfect. 
there we go. I think I think we just won the discussion. Yes, <laughs> oh, we just won it. <laughs> What's the discussion? Oh, we should do this. Oh, we're all right, Chad. Make it happen, lad. Chad, make it happen, Chad. <laughs> so there you have it. That's our show for the week. Uh, we'd like to thank Anchor.fm for hosting the podcast. If you want to listen to us, find us. Um, we are Wrestle Opinionated on YouTube, Spotify, and Anchor.fm. Over to you, Mr. Muir. Right, thank you very much for listening again. If you want to send us any, any information or anything you'd like us to talk about, please send it to WrestleOpinionated at gmail.com, WrestleOP on Facebook, or WrestleOP1 on Twitter. Thanks again for listening. Over to you, Strange. Please do send some shit in. Uh, we work well with stuff to bounce off. Otherwise, we just talk bollocks like this, and you get, the mark, you get the mark order, like the wholesome chads. Um, hold on, let me remember the things I've got to say for the algorithm. <laughs> please like, share, subscribe on YouTube. Click that little bell thing, whatever that does. If you're on Spotify or Anchor, apparently they use the same ranking system, so click whatever the likey button on that is. We very much appreciate you listening to us. Thank you for your time. Back to you more. We need a little robot that just says that at the end. (laughs) (laughs) So all that's left to be said is goodbye and good night.